0: This is the Gordon Damer Show on 98.7 ESPN. Hey there. Welcome. Yes, it is the Gordon Damer Show. Yes, it is 98.7 FM ESPN New York. Hopefully everyone out there listening to the sounds of my voice had a very Merry Christmas, very happy holiday season, and uh, hopefully each and every one of you, Has a fun and safe New Year. Uh, Be careful out there. We can't afford to lose any of you. Uh, But we got lots to do on this Saturday morning. The number, of course you know, 1-800-919-ESPN. You can uh, find me on Twitter. You can find me on Instagram, at Gordon Damer. You can find me on uh, TikTok at Old Man Radio. But Most importantly, you can find me right here on your radio until 1130 today. Yeah. Only until 11.30. We got the Peach Bowl coming up at 11.30. So you know what that means. It's already the fastest three hours in radio. Now it's going to have to be the fastest two and a half hours. It doesn't have such quite a nice ring as fast as three hours. But now we have to make it the fastest two and a half hours in radio. And it already feels like those three hours, there's so much to get in. There's so much to jam-pack in those three hours. Now we got to do it in two and a half. No, no small task, but uh, and the first thing that I have to do for myself is I need to remove myself from, vaca- from vacation mode, right? Everybody knows re- vacation, the last week, Larry and I both uh, had had some time away, nice little state of relaxation, little leisure time, some time off from work, from the regular responsibilities, and, you know, it's just time to take a break from the usual routine and activities, And uh, just got to, uh, you know, catch up on some TV shows, catch up on some reading, do some other things for a change. But if you've never heard of vacation mode, if you've never found yourself in vacation mode or have to remove yourself from vacation mode, if you needed a better example of what vacation mode looked like, I would say just find yourself a copy of the Thursday night football game that your New York Jets were just involved in because the Jets most certainly looked like they were in vacation mode some might say they were already they had already gone past vacation mode they went all the way to off season mode what was that what was that well you know what that was It was just another embarrassment. It was just another embarrassment for the fans. That's the Jets. That has been the Jets season. Every time. I said a couple of weeks ago. With the Jets. They are the exception to every rule. You can never say certain things about the Jets. Because they'll always prove you wrong. Never ever say about the New York Jets. Well. Can't get any worse than this. No, no. It can, and it will. And that was certainly Thursday night, getting lit up by Joe Flacco, David Njoku running wild. I mean, that team has completely mailed it in. That's what that first half showed you. They have mailed it in. And why wouldn't they mail it in? Ain't nothing riding on the rest of this. Coach is coming back. Everybody's coming back. Why get all worked up? It's no biggie. We'll get them next time. We'll get them next year. It has never been more clear that once Aaron Rodgers went down this year, the Jets as an organization looked at this year as being over. And Nothing can do. Nothing can be done. We'll get them next year. We'll run it back next year. We'll just try again. They're like the guy who's playing PlayStation and the game is not going according to plan, so they just press the power button. They start it over. If the Jets could hit the power button, they just start the game over. Unfortunately, there is no power button. We just have to sit through game after game after game. And it's ridiculous that they would ever think that when Aaron Rodgers went down that, hey, you know, nothing we can do because the proof that that's ridiculous was the team they played on Thursday Well, <laughs> the Browns are on their fourth quarterback they're pulling Joe Flacco off the couch and he looked like Joe Montana going up against this Jets defense and the Browns have the Browns are going to make the playoffs but they're not some team that's making the well you know they backed into the play I had nine wins you have to have some you have to have seven teams they have 11 wins they have 11 wins they're squeezing every bit of production out of a team that lost their quarterback who wasn't even all that good. And they've been cycling through these quarterbacks. But they keep trying. They're not saying, hey, you know what? Next year we got a good team. Let's just get the team the next year. We'll start over. Meanwhile, the Jets absolutely no sense of urgency. The Jets are like that scene in Seinfeld where George and Jerry are right in the pilot and they haven't even done anything. And George, ah, we we got it for today. We, Call it a day. I feel like we got a good beat on it. Talk about a show about nothing. That's the Jets. And you would think if any organization would have a sense of urgency, it would be, it would be them. Having made the playoffs in forever, losing double-digit games every single year. And it's not just losing. It's being embarrassed. It's being embarrassed. And the latest thing is announcing... That, ah, now nah, we're bringing them up. What was the purpose of that? Can I ask a simple question? What was the purpose of, of because we all kind of knew that they were coming back. What's the point of announcing it now? Were you worried somebody's going to steal away Robert Sala? you worried somebody's, somebody's going to steal away Joe Douglas? What was the purpose of announcing that now? <laughs> we, we just want everybody to relax. <laughs> oh, oh, don't worry. Everybody was Relaxed. <laughs> That's for sure. They were real, They look comatose. They looked like they were sleepwalking. The coach who before he got when Robert Sala got here, when it was announced the Jets were hiring Robert Sala and they played that B-roll footage of him on the sidelines as the 49. You see him. He's all jacked up. He's all, you know, fired up passion. That was the first word that he's passionate. Did you see him after the game? Oh, my God. me he's asking a question. He's like, what do you want me to do, flip over the table? It's like he's comatose now. And, and you can understand why. Three years. It's like the president. When, when you see the picture of the president, when he gets the job, and then when he leaves the job, that, that's what Robert Sala looks like. In three years, he's got 17 wins. In three years. In his time as the Jets' head coach, the Jets have lost by 14 or more 18 times. So I'm no math whiz, but that tells me the Jets under Robert Sala are more likely to lose by two touchdowns than they are to win the game. Bring everybody back. Everybody back. The coach, bring him back. Bring back the GM. The GM who's had one really good draft. The only problem is this is going to be his fifth draft. He's had 11 first or second round picks in four years. And now all he has to do this year is build an entire offensive line. That's all. Maybe the biggest issue when he walked in the door five years ago. That's all. What parts? eh, Basically the entire thing. Eh, Knock that. We'll knock that right out. This One offseason, clean sweep. Clean sweep across the board. And, you know, it's funny. Everybody has been saying here since the Browns game on all these different shows, oh, the biggest mistake was that Douglas didn't have a backup, a legitimate backup. And look, it's on the list. To me, the biggest mistake was thinking somehow Makai Becton and Dwayne Brown as you're starting to – that somehow they were going to hold up all season long. It's 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 almost comical. If you came up with it on a TV show, it would seem ridiculous. It's too much. You got you got to scale it back. No, it's unbelievable. But hey, let's run it back because what? Because we got no choice. Because we all know, from from soup to nuts, who's running the show, and it's Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers is running the whole show because the Jets needed to find a quarterback last off because it was clear Zach Wilson was not that guy. But hey, let's keep back Zach Wilson is the best. What a disaster. What a disaster. And, you know, it's funny. When we get to this time of year, and it seems like this offseason, there's going to be a ton of coaches that lose their jobs. There's a, there's a narrative that you'll hear a lot. Well, these teams, they got to be patient. Pa- you have to have patience. You can't be changing coaches every couple of years and expect them to change. Well, I'll say one thing. Jets got a thousand problems. Patience ain't one of them. The Jets were a perfect example of a team where apparently the results don't matter. So what if you get destroyed on national TV? again? So what if you lose 10 games again? So what if you're the punchline again? Where's the five? Relax. Relax. That's Aaron Rodgers' famous thing, right? Relax. Everybody relax. We'll get them next year. We'll get them next year. 1-800-919-ESPN is the telephone number, 1-800-919-3776. So everyone, hopefully for the next two and a half hours, you can remove yourself from vacation mode, as I have. Maybe, I, don't, I don't think the Jets are, are switching that switch from vacation mode. I wouldn't, I wouldn't get your hopes up on that one. But what an organization. And you know what's funny? I remember saying when they made the trade for Rodgers... And he announced on that uh, the press conference that he did not just expect to be here for one year. And they were, oh, my God, he's not going to just be here for one year. He's going to be here for more than one year. And I remember thinking at the time, now I couldn't think of how it would happen, but I remember thinking at the time, you know, there's a scenario that maybe you don't want him for more than a year. Now it feels like this is the, this is the scenario. He gets hurt right away. He's running the organization. He's running it into the ground with the moves that he's made. But now you're stuck with him. You have no other choice. You couldn't fire Salah because you're not going to be able to get somebody to take that job given the other situations. You're not going to make a clean sweep because Rodgers don't want it. So now the Jets are stuck in this this, this swamp of ineptitude. So what do you do when, you, when you're stuck in a swamp? You say, you know what? Let's run it back next year. Try it again next year. See if it's any better. Amazing. Absolutely amazing. 1-800-919-ESPN is the telephone number. I don't know. Are Jet fans upset? Are they resigned? Are they exasperated? I'm not sure. I don't know. How do you deal with this organization year year after year? Well, coming up, we'll find out how the Jet fans feel. Now back to the Gordon Damer Show on 98.7 ESPN. Oh, it is so good to be back. So good to be back on the air. So much has changed since the last time. Jets are getting embarrassed on national television. Nick fans are panicking left and right. And the Mets haven't done a thing. No, oh, no, they signed, uh, they signed uh, Joey uh, Wendell. They got, they got Wendell weak. Don't say we're punting on the offseason. We got Joey Wendell and Luis Severino. Ha-ha! Oh, Woo-hoo! Steve Cohen's money. 1-800-919-ESPN is the telephone number. We started with the Jets today. We'll get into why the Nick fans shouldn't be that disappointed with the loss last night. Because the Magic are better than you. That, I mean, I don't know what else to tell you. Know, let's get to the Jets, shall we? 1-800-919-ESPN is the telephone Joe, now, Joe, you are our resident Jet fan. Did I... Because sometimes I get accused of just trolling the Jets. Did I accurately put into words how you are feeling? Or is there just a complete disconnect with what I said with how you
1: feel? No, you've pretty much nailed it. And okay. the thing that I come, keep coming back to is they just basically get a pass. I, I don't understand it. It's four consecutive years of at least 10 losses, and we're just going to get a pass on this. It doesn't make any sense to me.
0: And, and it would be one thing if they were losing games. But you know what? They were scratching and clawing and they were trying to find – and they just couldn't get over the hump because the quarterback thing just screwed themselves. So. Right. Well, to a certain degree, yeah. Or if there was some sort of impro- – it's the same thing. I mean, how many penalties do they have on Thursday night? 12, 13? And what do they have against Washington? They had like 13 or 14 then too. Oh, my God. I I don't know how you guys do it. I don't know how you guys are still fans. At some point, I think you you have to throw up your hands and be like, what are are we doing? And isn't there anybody within the organization? Like, I don't usually go after Woody Johnson or the owners of teams, but, like, if you're sitting watching it, and you own this, this is your product, don't at some point you just, oh, my, I can't take it anymore. I'm mad as hell. And I can't take it anymore. But you got to be patient. Oh, I got pay- patience. Patience. Oh, pay- There's certain narratives that just drive me nuts when I hear. Oh, you got to be patient. Oh, you know what? That's bad for team culture. Oh, shut up with your team culture. Either you win games or you don't win games. That's the culture. That is the culture. Show me a team that doesn't win games, but they, God, God, they got great culture. So stupid. All right, let's go to the phones. 1-800-919-ESPN is the telephone number. 1-800-919-3776. Let's uh, start off with D in Queens. D, what's going on, man?
2: Hey, what's going on, Gordon? How are you?
0: I'm good. How's, uh, how's everything? All right?
2: All right. All right. This, this is the thing. You're a Miami fan, right? I am, yes. All right. So let's bring this up. If Lamar Jackson beats Miami tomorrow, he's
3: a two-time well, well, D, MVP. D,
2: D,
0: D, 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 D. What does Miami or Baltimore or anything have to do with what I just talked about with the Jets? Let me finish. Let me finish.
2: Let me finish. The reason I bring up you and Miami fan, they also, the Jets, also hired Adam Gates within two seconds of him getting fired from Miami. The yep. reason I bring that up is, what do you expect? They passed for the two-time MVP. Laughed at the concept of drafting him. Think about it this year. When Aaron Rodgers got hurt, they had multiple opportunities to go get Jacoby Brissett. They said, nah, we're good. We're going to go with this guy who's never shown the ability to play quarterback, and you think this is supposed to work? <laughs> like, this is a bad franchise. Right, Emily?
0: Yeah, I, I mean, yeah, it does not It does seem that way, D. Uh, it is kind of shocking. Uh, but I, I think, like, we have sat here, or at least I have, throughout the year and thought to myself, why, why wouldn't they go out and get somebody after Rodgers goes down four plays in? And it was like, a period of weeks where it was almost like they were trying to find somebody who could play quarterback or who has played quarterback, but was not going to threaten Zach Wilson. That's that's kind of hard to find. That really narrows the field. But that's what they did. And and the whole time you're thinking to myself, why don't they have any sense of urgency? Well, now you know. It seems pretty clear the moment Rodgers went down, Even though it was only four play, even though it was one game in, even though they won that game and the whole season was in front of them, it's pretty clear that everybody knew they were safe. It's a do-over. Got to have a do-over. Another do-over. It's amazing. David is in New Jersey. David, what's going on, man?
4: Hey, Gordon. How you doing, man? I'm good. All right. So I think that the guy that's gotten the biggest pass is Joe Douglas. Absolutely. If you look at the overall – The overall picture, his drafts have been completely, with the exception of one, which was spectacular, they've been horrible. The first draft was a total bust. then a bust, Mims a, a bust, Ashton Davis, you know, serviceable player at best. Nobody else from that draft, maybe the punter, nobody any good. Second draft, Wilson, obviously a complete bust. Farrah Tucker, potential, keeps getting hurt. The one that drives me the most crazy is this year's draft where they take an, you know, a, a kind of a project defensive end, a position of strength, when there were so many other needs.
0: Yeah, kind of hard. Will uh, McDonald's the guy that took this year, David. Yeah, I, I mean, absolutely. Uh, and I said uh, before, it, it, Joe Douglas came into an organization that was a complete rebuild. And I, look, they're more talented now than that what they were, but... They have not built together uh, a cohesive team. I mean, the offensive line was maybe outside of quarterback. It was job number one walking in the door. And I don't know. I think it was even more than quarterback when he walked in the door because at that time you still thought, well, we got Sam Darnold. So the number one thing to fix was the offensive line. And it it feels like it's as bad as it's ever been. I, I can't say that it's worse than it's ever been. It's been bad the entire time. It's been terrible. I mean, think about the amount of times the last five years we've talked about the Jets' offensive line, and it's still as bad as it's ever been. And you're right. You know the 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 um, the the 2022 draft. They got Gardner at four. They got Garrett Wilson at ten. They took Jermaine. J- they had three number one picks that year, and then they took Brees Hall. Well, six picks or five picks into the second round, so okay, that was a that was a great draft. You got some real foundational pieces there. You, you can't be one for four drafting and consider that good, especially when the year before the highest pick that the Jets have had here under Joe Douglas has kind of sabotaged the rest of the organization by picking that. the The road the Jets are on now, the the way they got on that road. Was by picking Zach Wilson. That's the that's the impetus. That's the genesis of where the Jets. Because if they didn't pick Zach Wilson, or if they had found a better quarterback than Wilson and hadn't married themselves to him, they wouldn't have had to go down the road with Aaron. Rod- the whole the whole thing would have been different. The whole thing would have been different. Let's go out to uh, Brian. Is in Manhattan. Brian, what's going on?
4: Hey, Gordon. How are you? I'm good, Brian. Um, So I was watching the Jets game the other night and they were losing and they weren't going to win, but I don't know if you remember the play was fourth and one and Simeon, you know, rushed, rushed huddled to do a quarterback keeper. And it was, you know, six inches, whatever it was. And Beckton literally whiffed on, I think it was Garrett. It might've been someone else, but if you watch the replay, It was like a perfect microcosm of the jet season, and I think what's been lost in football in general, and I don't, I don't hear you guys talking about it that much, is as the game has become more quarterback wide receiver driven, as the rules have become more offensive driven, the offensive line has become. It has always been important to have a good offensive line, but it's more important than ever to be able to pass block. And I think if you took the entire Giants and Jets offensive line and you pulled them together, a reasonable offensive line. And how a guy like Joe Douglas doesn't get it really is damning. And as it relates to Salah, the NFL is littered with coordinators who are great as coordinators who just cannot take that next step. It's a very different job.
0: Yeah, I, look, Brian, that, that second point yeah, is absolutely true. Uh, and uh, you know, Robert Salo when he got the job, there was a lot of excitement. He seemed like a really up-and-coming coach who had kind of paid his dues and, and was passionate and fiery, and he was going to be in your face, and he was going to give you some – You know, and after the the, the previous guy and, and and Adam Gase, it looked like a complete uh, change of direction, right? The opposite of the previous – perfect. But it has not worked out that way. And you're right about well, the thing about the Jets and the offensive line is it's not from a lack of trying. It's not like they didn't know that the offensive, but and they've tried to fix it. They, they've done, they have used every resource at their disposal. They've drafted got, they drafted guys high up. Mackay Becton was the 11th pick in the draft. Vera Tucker, they moved up to get him. He's been hurt the last couple. He's a good player when he's healthy, but he's not been healthy. Uh, what was he, 13, 14? They moved up to get him this past year. It was clear to everybody and their mother that was uh, watching the draft. Oh, the Jets want to get an offensive lineman. They want to get an offensive lineman. And unfortunately, the other teams knew the Jets wanted to get an offensive lineman, and things played out the way they did. So, And they ended up getting Will McDonald, who might turn out to be a, a good player, and you don't want to necessarily draft for need. But when you have such a clear need, you, you've kind of put yourself in a bad position because you have that clear of a need, and you have to fill it through the draft. So, um, no, I, I mean, it's, it's been a disaster. And, and to think, out of all the organizations that comes out ahead of time, it's not even like they're, they're weighing it. No, no, they've already decided with games left in another lost season. No, no, I don't want anybody to worry. I don't want anybody to, to feel any pressure. I don't know. Maybe people should feel a little pressure. Maybe that would be a good thing. Maybe, you know, burst pipes but also makes diamonds. Maybe, maybe the Jets could use a little pressure. Nah, it's all right. We'll get him next year. We'll get him next year. Eddie is in Rockland. Eddie, what's going on, my man? Hey, Gordon, what's happening, man?
2: Not a whole lot. You're happening. What's going on? Yeah, I agree with you. You know what I don't like? Uh, Douglas is playing uh, Woody Johnson like a harp. Okay? First, he said he was okay with Gates. Gates was his guy. Then he got another uh, coach. He's been through three uh, quarterbacks. And, again, it's going to reset the season because the Roger. This guy's been smoking and mirroring really what he should have not done was get to take a six-year contract and have a five-year deal. He could be re-signing. I'm more worried about Woody Johnson getting smoked and mirrored by these two guys and getting double contracts for the coach and the uh, uh, GM if they do good next year.
0: Well, look, I mean, Eddie, you're right. Uh, it's a little far down the road, and thanks for the phone call. It, it, you'd have to think if they get into the playoffs next year, even if they get in as the seventh seed, you're not going to be switching things up then. If You're finally back in the playoffs for the first time in a in a decade and a half. So you're right, but that's so far down the road. I mean, there's more pressing things to, to worry about right now. 1-800-919-ESPN is the telephone number, 1-800-919-3776. Coming up, we'll uh, continue our conversation, our light and happy conversation to this time of year, festive holiday time of year, talking about the New York Jets. What else? They are green, after all. Uh, but we've got to get into the Giants, too. i, I got to be honest. I, I don't really understand what the Giants are doing in regards to uh, one decision they've made this past week, so we'll get into that as well. Now back to the Gordon Damer Show on ninety eight point seven ESPN. Now, Joe and Harvey, was uh, Santa good to uh, both of you? Everybody uh, happy with everything?
1: Very, very happy. Now, Harvey, do you do Christmas like you do your birthday, or is that different? No, I
2: I do my birthdays uh, differently than everybody else. Christmas like week long celebration, like it's
0: like carnival or something like that. it's like a week long thing with your birthday.
2: I'm just saying, if you don't like yourself, then fine, good for you. <laughs> <laughs> but I like myself, so yeah, I treat myself yeah. on right, my special good. days. I only get one day a year, apparently. That's okay. my day. And it's just the weekend, then I, I get myself more days. I got but yeah, you. Santa was good to me. How about you?
0: I, I can't complain. Can't complain. I took my uh, son to uh, the fights last night. It was boxing in uh, at the Prudential Center. It was like a fight card, and um, my son has never watched boxing up close like that. So uh, the kid who was in the main event was this kid who's a local kid, Jersey kid, uh, Vito Milneki Jr. He's like, uh, I think he's a is he gotta be weight? Italian,
2: gotta be Italian. Wait, no, what, what do you mean mid- middleweight? You saw the kid.
0: A, is he a middleweight? I don't know. Maybe he's a welterweight.
2: You just saw him last
0: night. I, I don't know these the, the divisions and everything else. He's not. He's not a heavyweight. I know that. It's, it's it's to me, call it's it either heavyweight him. or non heavyweight. He's not like a flyweight. He's not a bantamweight. He's not like a little tiny guy. He's like six foot. He's like one fifty. So we went to uh, the fights last night. That was the main event, and uh, I don't remember the guy who was fighting, but I could tell when the the contender was coming to the the guy. He looked like if you had picked me out of the crowd and stuck me in the ring, he looked terrified. I said to my son, I said uh, he took off his sweatshirt because it was a little warm in the arena. I said, make sure you got your sweatshirt. We're going to be leaving here shortly. And uh, sure enough, first round knockout. Right, I mean, it sounded like the guy got hit with a bat. It was boom right down, and that was it. Over and out, but uh, it was a fun night. Fun night at the uh, watching a little fighting, and I think my son is now uh, a little hooked on by. He likes the UFC. He's seen that he does there that with go. his friends, but uh, yeah, we took in a little boxing last night, so it was fun. Uh, and certainly, I-, I needed to see something with a little sense of urgency after watching uh, the Jets on uh, Thursday. Joe, if I asked you to sum up the Jets season in one word, for whatever reason, just one, you only have one word. What word would you use? Chaos. Chaos. I don't know. I feel like uh, embarrassment is the word.
1: I think that's putting it too lightly. Like
0: embarrassment. uh,
1: How many times can you embarrass yourself before it? You know, how many games are there? Yeah, you can embarrass yourself seventeen times in a row. But that's what it seems like with the Jets. Is they just you become numb to this? So maybe that's the word, numb. Numb. We've just repeatedly gotten back to this place of, you know. I saw a graphic on Instagram. It was, I think CBS put it out. And it was all the logos of like clinched in playoff hunt and eliminated. And under the Jet logo, it was, you know, or under the Patriot logo, it's it's dark in here. And the Jet logo was like, yeah, you'll get used to it because that's where we are. We, we are just the bottom dwellers of the NFL.
0: Yeah. And, you know, the difference, like the Jets and Giants both have not had good seasons, but there's a difference. The Giants aren't supposed to be – this isn't like – they're still in the process of building something. When you're four years in with a GM, and now this is the third year for the head coach, you'd like to see progress. There's no progress. It's the same thing. It's the it's same – It's regression.
1: They've What's regressed. That? They've regressed. This offensive line has regressed. The only thing that hasn't has regressed, regressed? – I mean, it was never any good. Well, It wasn't good last year. Can you regress from bad – can you get from bad no, to worse? No, I don't
0: think you can. I don't think you can. I don't think that – I don't think – I, I. to regress, there has to be some progression to be regression. I don't think there's been any progression. It's, it's just a constant state of regression. It's amazing. It's amazing. And yet, they're the one team that has come out and said, no, no, don't worry. <laughs> I know you guys were, but don't worry. Everybody's coming back.
1: Mike Tomlin we, might get fired, and Robert right, Sala coming exactly. back for another it's, year.
0: It is, it is mind-boggling. It is a mind-boggling thing, and and it's mind-boggling because they're in a position where we kind of expected everybody's going to come back, but only them. I mean, could you imagine what Jet fans are going to be thinking next year if Rogers comes back and he's still he's, he's good, but he's not he's not MVP. What did they start out one and two? The, the, the resignation that the organization, the fan base would have. I, I don't get it. I, I, don't, I just don't get it. Um, but it is the Gordon Damer Show. It is 98.7 FM ESPN New York. 1-800-919-ESPN uh, is the telephone number. Uh, talked a lot about the Jets continue to do so. I did want to say I, I, I'm kind of puzzled with the Giants' decision to go back to Tyrod Taylor. And, and it and it's just that like if you want if winning games were important to you why didn't you just go back to Tyrod Taylor when he was healthy like he was clearly the like the, there's nobody who could argue that to win games in the now Tyrod Taylor gave you a better chance of doing that to Tommy DeVito and I like the DeVito story it was fun I I thought playing DeVito was not necessarily about winning games it was about finding out okay can he be a serviceable backup in the league is it does he have something where he can be your number two next year. Um, behind Daniel Jones at least to start the season? Can he be on the roster next year? If you draft another quarterback, can he at least give you a chance? Because it seems like more and more now, forget about just having two quarterbacks. You need like three quarterbacks, especially if one of those quarterbacks, like Jones, is is injury-prone like he's been. So I don't know. Maybe the the Giants feel like they've already found out the answer to that question, if he can be serviceable or not. I guess at the end of the day, the quarterback debate, it's just something we're doing to kill some time because it's all pointless. It's not about who's playing quarterback right now. It's who's going to be that person long-term. It's clearly not going to be Tyrod Taylor. He's not the long-term solution. It's not going to be Tommy DeVito. It never felt like it was going to be Tommy DeVito. That wasn't the co- – people got caught up. Oh, could he overtake Jones? Stop. He's not He's not the starting quarterback of the team. Um, and, and, and clearly the long-term solution is not Daniel Jones either. So the problem – and I said this – At the time, when people were getting caught up in that three-game winning streak against the Commanders, the Patriots, and uh, the Packers, finding that guy, now it's become harder because you won those three completely meaningless games. If the Giants had not won those games, yes, it would be much harder in the immediate time to, to sit and, oh, God, they lose every single week. But right now, I think, what, would you have the first pick? The second, you'd be one or two. You would be fast on the road to to solving your quarterback issue at the top of the draft long term. You'd have like if it was the amazing race, you'd have an express pass to to finding out the long-term solution. Now you're sitting, what, five, six? And you're sitting behind teams that need quarterbacks. Basically, all these teams atop the draft need quarterbacks. And if you want to get up there to get one of them, you're going to have to give up more draft capital, which really Take a look at the Giants on offense. They need everything. They need everything. So the bad news is that three-game winning streak. I guess the good news is you have, what, the Rams and the Eagles left. So there's a good chance that uh, you are locked in at five. You're not getting any more wins than that. But uh, I got to be honest, I don't really understand what the decision was. Like, this is the – you don't need to win any more games. Just play DeVito the rest of the way and get more answers about whether or not he's the guy or not. Well, if you you play him over Tyrod, you're going to lose the locker room. Guys, it's the end of the season. What are we talking about? Losing the Rock World. All 800 1-800-919-ESPN is the telephone number. Let's go back to the phones. Let's go to Sal and Valley Stream. Sal, what's going on, man?
4: Hey, what's up, Gordon?
0: How
3: you doing? I'm good, man. What's up? Um, not too much. Um, I wanted to talk about the Jets. Um, listen, I was watching the game Thursday night. I just couldn't believe that they lost to the Browns. Um, listen, a bad season Why? once again for the Jets with a 13 years without a playoff appearance and eight years without a winning season. Listen, if the Jets don't make the playoffs next year, Robert Sala and Joe Douglas will be gone. Make that 14 years without a playoff mm. appearance if they don't make next year. Listen, the Jets are going to make changes in the offseason, most likely for Wilson. They should just They should just search for a vet QB or find someone better than Wilson. But do you think the Jets will be better next year with Rodgers? If not, it's over.
0: Well, see, the problem, Sal, is, is that they don't have to just be – God, I hope they're better. They have to be better. I Maybe mean, they going to lose uh, double-digit games again next year? No, I think that they will be better. The question is, what's the ceiling next year? This is why I said when you got Rodgers, it's Super Bowl. You have built up this team. You've kind of undergone this rebuilding process with Joe Douglas at the helm. And you thought that, okay, let's get the quarterback issue solved, and then the kind of group can grow together, and it's kind of a long-term solution. When it was clear Wilson was not that guy, and you went with Aaron Rodgers, okay, the shelf life for Aaron Rodgers is very short. Maybe it's a year, maybe it's two. But if you don't win in that time frame with him, well, then all the guys that you've kind of built up here in terms of the draft. And the foundational pieces that you kind of saw Gardner and Garrett Wilson they're gonna be a couple of years older, maybe you lose you, you, maybe you can't keep all of them, and now you're if Rodgers is the guy the then you're back to square one once Rodgers walks away the, the jets don't have an immediate plan right now, never mind a long term plan. so they don't just have to be better next year. they have to be really, really good to to validate. The decision to go and bring in Rodgers because if he walks away, if you if you get to the end of next year and you're like, oh god, Rodgers Rodgers is not the guy, we got to part ways with him. Well, then what? Now you're back to square one, I guess. At least and then in that scenario, you'd be back to square one with somebody else making the decisions at that point. You you can't, if they're not good next year, it's. You would think, although I I have to admit, the Jets are the exception to every rule, so I I'd I'd be violating my own rule by saying the Jets will absolutely clear house if they're not good next year. You would have thought that this year. Can't lock anything in with the Jets. You, you never know. You never know. Let's go out to uh, Dre is in New Jersey. Dre, what's going on, man?
2: How you doing, man? Um, I, I got a few points to make, and and, and one of them is going to sound rather ludicrous, but does the NFL have any kind of provision? Like They should come up with some kind of provision where when you have the ownership that completely embarrasses the, their fans on a on a year to year basis. They should have some kind of thing where if you don't if you don't perform to a certain kind of extent, then you gotta lose the team because Woody <laughs> Johnson letting freaking um, Joe Douglas stay around. I, I had to give him. I had to give Salah the benefit of the doubt, and I had to give him another year if, if, if it meant anything. But Joe Douglas is a complete fool. He, he, he's, 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 you know, the the, the franchise in itself is, is already bad to an extent for the past, you know, 15 years or so, or, so to speak. But he's really embarrassing us. Like first thing, I, first, first point I want to make with this is he gets rid of Elijah Moore. I, I couldn't wait to see this Browns game because I, I felt like we should never got rid of him. Brings him Nicole Hardiman brings in Cobb, Lazard. You telling me that those three guys are better than Elijah Moore? No, not in Brown. Well, they had, to, Diff-
0: they had to trade Moore to get the second-round pick because they had to trade the second-round picks for Rodgers. Um, I hear you, drain thanks for the phone call. Elijah Moore is a good player. He's not uh, he's not anything outstanding. Uh, he's solid. I mean, it was a second-round pick. You're supposed to be more than just solid. Now, I'll be honest with you. When they drafted him, I thought, boy, that guy's, that guy looks like he's going to be good. Uh, and he, he's been okay, uh, but and he's working with a difficult situation right now with Cleveland, but it's not exactly been some big br- – uh, of the long list of complaints that we've had about the Jets this year, trading away Elijah Moore when he was a guy who, when he was here, was complaining about his amount of, of um, targets even after a Jet win, I don't know that that makes the list of, of, of the long list of complaints that Jet fans have this season.
2: Now back to the Gordon
0: Damer Show on ninety eight point seven ESPN. Let's get some more phone calls in here. Uh, let's see here. Uh, Ernest is in Brooklyn. Ernest, what's going on, my man?
3: Hey, how you doing, Gordon? Um, mm-hmm. I'm beating a dead horse here, but I have two main points. Okay. Before you, I understand one, but l- let me just say, for the Giants and Jets collectively, you don't need anything but to use your picks and get an offensive line. As much as they talk about um, Jones being a, a accident prone, you'd be a accident prone too if the offensive line has you getting hit constantly like a crash dummy. That's part of the reason. They didn't have an offensive line, both of them. And two, from what I heard, ESPN said, matter of fact, let's do a timeline. Let's go for the beginning. Okay. When Aaron Rodgers had that ankle sprain or something, that was in preseason before yep. we even started the game. A Ca- light it was a calf bulb Should have went off. Right, a light bulb should off. You know what? Aaron Rodgers never been hurt, but just because he had this, maybe we should get a good viable backup. Now, I had a big argument with your guy that was screaming the call. Okay, uh, yeah, I don't know. Kaepernick- like Ka- Kaepernick said before I said Kaepernick put out that oh, I was, not, I'm not earnest, trying to get on. You know, so gotta, at some
0: point, it's got. Look, I appreciate the phone call. We understand. <laughs> we understand that Kaepernick should have gotten an opportunity at some point, but it's, it's over. He's not getting it. <laughs> There's nothing more we can say. Um, the the injury prone thing on Jones. I'm not. I'm not saying it in like um, in a, in, a, in a like an accusatory way. I'd be injury prone too if I was right. If you're getting hit as much as he's getting hit, yes, it's not it's not an accusation. It, it, when it's not uh, pejorative, it, it's just it, it is what it is. No, if you're if you're the Giants, you have to know that Daniel Jones is going to get hurt. That's that's what his track record has been, and I, I think that the Giants, when we get to the offseason, solving the quarterback position is going to be job number one, and there's going to be a lot of candidates. Based on where they're drafting, a lot of options. But I don't think anybody on the roster is, is really a candidate for that, that number one spot. Jones will be here because of the contract situation. They, they have no choice but to do that. But um, that's not their – they have to figure out. Job number one for the Giants this offseason is to find out who is the long-term – who is Brian Dable's guy? It's clear it's not Daniel Jones. It's clear it's not Tommy DeVito. It's not going to be Tyrod Taylor either. So they got to figure out. Now it's going to be going into year three. You got to solve that position. And uh, they'll have plenty of options to do it. They, right now I think they're fifth in terms of the NFL Tankathon. thon So the fifth pick, it seems like there's going to be a lot of quarterbacks this year. they got to figure out who that guy is going to be long-term.